We are on Ksubis Lamedalat Amanalov 34A2 in the Arshwa Gemara towards the bottom of the second column. We have been discussing a Brisa, uh, which uh, led to, which was brought up because of Kimle Bidrabamine. We thought that it was a case of Kimle Bidrabamine. The Gemara explained that it wasn't really a case of Kimle Bidrabamine, but the Gemara now has a few questions on our analysis of that brisa. So just a quick review of that brisa is that we had a dispute between Rav Meir and the Chachamim. What happens in the following three cases? What happens in a case where uh, we're discussing Ganav Vitavach, we're discussing cases where a person stole uh, either a um, an ox or a sheep and uh, basically, after they steal it, then they, the person slaughters the animal. In such a case, the Torah says that there's a fine, besides for the actual payment that they have to pay uh, for, the, for the stealing, for the loss that they caused, they also have to pay four or five times the amount. Uh, and so the Brites had discussed various cases. One case was where the Tvicha, the slaughtering, takes place on Shabbos. Another case is where the slaughtering was done uh, for the sake of idol worship. And then the third case was a case where the slaughtering was done to an animal of a Shor Haniskal, an animal which was deserving of death. So, for example, the reason why it's deserving of death is because, let's say, it is a Shor HaMuad. It's an animal which has gored, um, has gored three times. It's already established as a dangerous animal. And the court decided that um, it's deserving of death because it's too dangerous for it to be around. Um, so with regards to the last two cases, with regards to the case of slaughtering an animal, so, so the, just the law in the Brisa is that according to Rav Meir, the, the fine of four or five times the amount continues to apply. According to the Chachamim, there is a p'tur, there's an exemption. Why is there an exemption? That is something that we've discussed in the last couple of classes. That's not really for now, for right now. The Gemara now will just have a few questions on how is it even possible to say that there's a chiv here, that there's an obligation to pay four or five times the amount uh, from the last two cases. We'll have one question on the case of a slaughtering for the sake of idol worship and then a case on a, a last question on the case of um, slaughtering for uh, slaughtering for the sake of slaughtering a shore haniska, a shore, an ox, which was uh, supposed to be killed anyways. So the Gemara first asks, "Toveach laavodus kochavim kevan deshachab eporta itzerlei idachik katavach lav demari katavach." The Gemara asks as follows: a fascinating question that when one slaughters for the sake of idol worship, so as one slaughters in the beginning, once they cut a little bit, so then that is already a fulfillment of slaughtering for the sake of idol worship, such that at that very moment, in the very beginning of the slaughtering. Now this animal becomes forbidden from benefit. A person cannot get any benefit from this animal. At the very beginning, right when they begin the slaughtering process. So, says the Gemara, if that's the case, so then as they complete the slaughtering, which is necessary in order to be obligated to pay to, to pay the fine of four or five times the amount, one has to slaughter the entire animal. But that second half of the slaughtering of that animal... Says the Gemara, very interesting line, it does not belong to the original owner. What does that mean? So it means as follows. When one steals and then slaughters the animal, such that they would have that they would have to pay four 
or five times the amount, it has to be the animal that belongs to the original owner. It has to belong to the original owner the entire time. What's happening here? So the Gemara says as follows, fascinating, at the moment that one begins the slaughtering for the sake of idol worship, it becomes forbidden from any benefit. So the Gemara now assumes that once there's no benefit, says the Gemara, it no longer belongs to the person. What does that mean that it no longer belongs to the original owner? So this is, this is a, a difference of opinion. There's different ways to say this, but it's either one of the following two ways. Most probably either the only time that any person has any relationship to their possessions is if there's some ability to use it. Whether they have the ability to use it or they have the ability to sell it and to profit, to get profit off of it. But there's some ability to use it. If there's absolutely no benefit which one can gain from it, such as in this case, so then it's no longer mine. I, do, I don't know, I no longer own it. It's not in my possession. That's one way of understanding it. If it's not in my possession, asks the Gemara, then the second half of the Shrita, the second half of that slaughtering of the animal, is an animal that doesn't belong to the original owner. It's an animal that doesn't belong to anybody. And so therefore, one should not be obligated in paying four or five times the amount. Alternatively, one could read the Gemara as follows, and this is how some read the Gemara, perhaps, uh, that... It's not that it no longer, once it's no longer uh, has the ability to use, that there's no longer, that there's a prohibition to get any benefit from it, that it no longer belongs to you. No, it still belongs to you. It belongs to the original owner. However, uh, at the time of the slaughtering, what has to take place is that it has to cause some sort of loss, an increase in loss to the original owner, such that when I'm slaughtering now, now it's no longer alive. It's... Uh, it's a, it's a more significant loss than just stealing it. But if it has absolutely no benefit, because I, the person can't use it anyway because of the, it was already used for idol worship and therefore uh, nobody could get any benefit from it, so then the slaughtering has less significance, has significantly less significance because it's not ruining the animal. The animal was already worthless. It was already worthless. So what's the case here? Asks the Gemara. What's the case? Either we say that it's actually ownerless based on the fascinating idea that if the only way that a person owns an object is if they could use it. If that person cannot use it, so then it doesn't doesn't belong to them. Halakhically, they're no, no longer the owner. Alternatively, the question is, uh, this is the slaughtering is not really a significant slaughtering because it has no usage even from before the slaughtering to the person. So what, what is the Gemara answer? The Gemara answer is, Amarava, the case here, is Ba'omer Begmar Zerichahu Avda. That you have to come up in, with a case where the case that we're discussing is where the person slaughtering it uh, says that they only want to use it for idol worship at the very end. Once it, once it reaches basically the completion of the slaughtering. It's not happening at the beginning. At the beginning, I'm not using this for idol worship. It's only at the end when it's used for idol worship because it's true. If I did, If the person did it at the beginning, so then it becomes ownerless, let's say, and then... Uh, one would not be obligated to pay four or five times the amount because the end of the slaughtering is an animal that does not belong to the original owner. It's ownerless. So rather, the case must be a case where the person slaughtering it is slaughtering it only to use for idol worship at the very last moment. Okay. The Gemara will have a very similar question with regards to the last case of the Brisa. Shor Haniskal. We have a case here of Shor Haniskal, which is... Uh, one stole the ox and then slaughtered the ox. However, this is an ox which was deserving of death. 
So So when it's deserving of death, the law is also that one cannot get any benefit from this ox. It's not you're not allowed to get any benefit from this animal. So if that's the case, it doesn't belong to the original owner. It doesn't belong to the original owner. So what's going on here? So the Gemara answers as follows. Amar Rabbah. Rabbah says, Hakabamaskin, and what is the case that we're dealing with here? Kigon Shemisaro Lishomer. So this is the case, the case where you would pay, in fact, four or five times the amount. Because in a regular case, it's true. You will not pay four or five times the amount. Because if, if you're stealing an ox that's destined to death, so then it has no benefit. You cannot use it in any way. And so therefore, it really doesn't belong to the original owner. Uh, and so therefore, uh, one would not be obligated to pay four or five times the amount. So what's the case? The case is where we had an ox. That uh, was usable. It was a usable ox, everything. It wasn't destined to death yet. And the person, let's say Ruvain, let's give names, Ruvain gives this ox to somebody to watch. Gives it to Shimon to watch. Shimon is now watching this ox. When it's under um, the, uh, the possession, it's within the hands of the Shimon. While it's uh, in the hands of Shimon, so it, uh, it, let's say it kills a person. Let's say it kills a person. Uh, and therefore it's deserving of the death penalty. And it was judged, the verdict was sentenced to death, all while it was in the hands of the Shomer, of the one who was guarding it. So what happens? Then, after it was, after it was deserving of, de- of death, ganav mi beis Shomer. Some thief comes and steals this axe. For mayor suffer like Rabbi Yaakov, suffer like Rabbi Shimon. And Rav Meir, who says that one is obligated to pay four or five times the amount, he's following the position of Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Shimon. What are we talking about here? So the answer is as follows. Uh, again, in general, if a person steals from the owner this ox, which is deserving of the death penalty, because let's say this ox killed a person, so then you would not actually pay four or five times the amount because, because you cannot derive any benefit from this ox. So therefore, it's, it's viewed as though it doesn't belong to the ox. It's not owned by the ox, or, or perhaps uh, the four or five times the amount um, wouldn't apply because the slaughtering isn't viewed as significant because it doesn't have any benefit. There's no, there's no benefit even from before the slaughtering. Um, so that would be in a regular case. We have the following case, which is a very unique case. The case here is where it was guarded um, by, by somebody else at the time when it was deserving of, the animal was deserving of death. So what? what? What difference does that make? So we'll first explain the Gemara and then we'll see this inside. Rav Meir, who says you would have to pay four or five times the amount, is, is, holds of the following. Number one is that he full, holds that this ox now that, that was in the hands of the, of the Shomer, of the person watching it, and is destined now to death because the court ruled that this ox should, should be killed because this ox killed another person. Uh, so this ox actually, the guard who was guarding this animal, who was watching this animal, could and should return this animal back to the original owner. Has to return the animal back to the original owner. It's not his. He has to return it back to the original owner. Um, because it's that that ox was really belonged to the original owner, even though it has no purpose anymore. One can, nobody can get any benefit from this ox. It's destined to death, and a person cannot get any benefit from this ox. Still, you have to return it back to its original owner. Okay. Uh, so that's rule number one, that this ox really has to go back to the original owner. What happens if the guard were to, let's say, um, were, were to uh, 
damage or slaughter this this ox that's destined to death anyways. Well, if that if that were to happen, so then the guard would actually have to pay uh, for the original price of the ox to its original owner. Meaning, if the ox is alive and around to return the ox. But if the ox is no longer around, let's say the ox dies um, or is killed, uh, not by not by the court, but let's say the person, the person who's watching it, uh, kills the ox. So then the person who's watching it has to pay the original owner the value of the ox from the time of the original lending it out, time period, when it was originally lent out. Right? So there's a high incentive for this guard to return the actual ox because right now the ox has absolutely no benefit whatsoever. If the person returns the ox, okay, that's great. If he doesn't return the ox, then he actually has to pay out of his own pocket for how much the ox costs. Uh, so therefore, uh, for the person who's watching it, even though in general, we're basically coming up with a case where even though in general, for 99% of people, an ox which is destined to death has absolutely no benefit. It has no benefit to anybody except for this guard. The person who's watching it, he, he wants to hold on tight to this animal. Because if he returns the animal, he's good to go. But if he doesn't return the animal, if the animal gets lost, if it gets stolen, so then he has to pay up. He has to pay up. So this has significant ramifications. Indirect, it's definitely indirect, but it does have significant implications uh, for this uh, for this guard. So if somebody comes along now and steals the animal while it is in the possession of the guard, so then you might view this, we'll see that there's an opinion that does, you might view this as really uh, stealing, from the guard, and the guard then loses out. Uh, so it's as if you've stolen a, an animal which has some sort of value to it, even though it's indirect, but the animal has some value to it, and so therefore it's like you're stealing from the guard, and then if the person then slaughters the animal, they would be obligated to pay four or five times the amount. So basically we're coming up with a case where there really is value, even though one cannot receive any benefit, but there's value for this guard to return the actual animal if it were to get stolen to so then... He would have to pay up, and that's significant for him, obviously. And so therefore, when one steals from this guard, so then uh, if they then slaughter the animal, they would have to pay four or five times the amount. So let's see this in the Gemara. Several like Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Meir has to hold like, number one, like, has to hold like two opinions. Number one, he has to hold like Rabbi Yaakov. Damar af dino herziro shomer lebailov mochser. That, uh, when it was in the hands of the guard of Shimon, that's when it was determined that uh, this ox is deserving of the death penalty. He still has to return that ox. He has to return that ox to the original owner. And if he doesn't, if he fails to do so, then he would have to pay the value of that ox uh, from the time of the of the lending out. That's point number one. And point number two is with several like Shimon. Rameir also has the whole like Shimon. Shimon is of the opinion that says that something that could cause a benefit of money is considered as if it's money. So this ox is a benefit of money. Because for this guard, the ox uh, prevents him from having to pay up because he can just return the ox. So something which causes a benefit of money is considered as if it's money. So this ox has no inherent value on its own, but it causes a benefit of money. So therefore it's considered money. And therefore when the person steals it, so then they're really stealing something which is of value, at least for the, for the guard. It's a value for the guard. And then they would have to pay if they then, if they stole it and then slaughter the animals, so then they would have to pay four or five times the amount. Okay, a very complicated case uh, to explain where Mayor is coming from in that brisa. Again, the case is basically trying to create a situation where even though the ox doesn't, you can't derive any benefit from the ox, but there is a situation where 
the person would receive at least indirect benefit because he has to return that he was guarding the ox and now he has to return the ox. Um, and so therefore he really wants that ox present if it, were, if it were to get lost or stolen. So then he would have to pay out of his pocket. Um, and so that would be a case where it's really beneficial for Shimon, who's, who's watching and guarding it, to actually uh, retain the ox, retain the shore. Okay, that's really the end of that price and that whole discussion. In the next Gemara, which we'll discuss in the next recording, uh, we move on to a totally different answer. Totally different answer to the original question that we had from last week's Gemara. We'll review that question and we'll see a totally different answer, but this really ends the analysis of that particular Brisa, which had a dispute between Rameyer and the Chachamim with regards to those three, qu- three cases that we mentioned before.